Hello and welcome back to Barely D&D, a sort of Dungeons & Dragons podcast. My name is Landon, and this week we are going to be jumping into episode 41, The Brass Chalice. Before we do that, we're going to go ahead and recap last week, Got Buttons. The fun guys left the skilly in Nazga and its maritime madness behind them as they prepped the poor bet for respite and ventured into the battered, ruffian-ridden outcropping of stone that passed for the island of Alabon. While Craig finally summoned the fake cat bound to his magical ring and Roe translated their odd interaction, Boz entered the worn-down tavern by the title of the Busted Tankard to secure lodging for the storm-staggered party. It was there that the half-dryad druid discovered the serendipitous presence of an orc and goblin duo with whom the party had made fast friends in their time before fleeing Portland San. Bolgrig and Eek, likewise, greeted their friends with an abnormally jovial demeanor and momentarily whisked the fungi away from their world of woes into their desultory myriad of odd interests. It was with this merriment that both groups passed a comical evening and found a similar respite as their separate vessels pulled to port in the protection of friendship as the pair unknowingly await shared purposes in the coming morning. Before we jump into this week's episode, I'd like to take just a quick moment to say thank you to one of our really great patrons, George. Thank you so much for listening, for being a part of our community. We really appreciate you being here. And if you person listening would like to jump into a board our community, uh, the link to our Patreon is in the episode description. We post early episodes, uh, little secrets of upcoming goodies, and lots of other stuff for you to enjoy because really, we really appreciate you being here. If you're looking for another way to support the podcast, the best way would probably be to tell someone about it or leave a review uh, or send us a message saying what your favorite part of this episode was. We really appreciate hearing from everybody and just making sure everybody has the opportunity to listen to Barely D&D. And with that, let's get on with the adventure. Welcome back to Barely D&D. <laughs> Y'all, this is a sort of Dungeons & Dragons podcast around here. And uh, we are excited to bring you another episode with our first podcast guest. Yay! Crazy. Is it our second podcast guest? Because this is the second episode with her. <laughs> no. Also, Ro, like, I'm a different person. Jackie now. was kind of a guest, but we were just auditioning her to recruit, so... You know, yeah, I played uh, Ravina. It's true, <laughs> Ravina. <laughs> this is the first guess I'm in Australia. Campaign. That is not how she talks. <laughs> um, what did you say, Lando? I said this is the first guest for the main campaign. That's true. Yeah. First yeah. guest, exactly. Uh, yeah. Big deal. When Jackie jumped in, she was an official. She was an official, barely D and D. Yeah, That's and I'm true. not saying that I'm. Ex- like incredibly special, but it is still <laughs> your one year anniversary. That's yes. true. So happy one year. One year a lot of milestones to celebrate for sure. Day. We're old. There's so many words at once. Are we have a question or not? <gasps> question. Absolutely. Uh, do Melanie says she does not have a question. So I actually have a question. Do you have a question? Yeah, but if you guys have a better question, no, I don't you the guest. You the guest. Okay. Um if your person went to high school, what would their superlative be, and why? Superlative. In the year, I was yeah. homeschooled. What's superlative? So it's like the oh, thing I forgot like, everyone here except for you and I was homeschooled. I Never wasn't. Mind. I wasn't Literally homeschooled everyone. until ninth grade. Okay. There's That's no one else here except for you and I. Who okay, okay, I'll explain it. Like an elective. So no, no, no. So in yearbooks every year, uh, each like. Uh, grade gets to win an award and most oh. of them are like class clown is going to be president one day most likely to be famous yeah they're the like most that. likely to okay yeah gotcha that's fun that's a good question yeah okay i have mine um well rose is an orphan <laughs> she didn't go to school no i'm just kidding oh, <laughs> oh my bad we forgot most likely <laughs> to not have parents <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Most likely to have parents. Jackie, 
that's our special guest, Jackie Butler. <laughs> Jackie Butler. Um, a row would be, I don't know. I guess like most likely to see to like travel the world because okay. she's a bard like i don't want to say like famous because i don't know i feel like no i just feel like that's like on the nose yeah. for a bard so maybe most likely travel the world okay all right okay. all right eek yeah eek uh would probably be the most likely to commit theft yeah i was about to say go to oh, jail really yeah <laughs> i was joking no uh yeah she likes to steal everything i love um, that and hopefully you guys are going to see that. Oh. Yeah, hopefully. Oh. Cool. Skip me. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, all right. Grimiest. Yeah, that, yeah. that checks just, out. Just grimiest. <laughs> Not most likely to anything, just grimiest. <laughs> yeah, like everybody else is like most likely to, most likely. And Greta's just says grimy. And the person was like, the person in the office was like, Ma'am, Miss Smallstar, we could put anything on there. And Greta went grimy. <laughs> Everybody looks at it and they're like, oh, you know, that makes the sense. The year before it said, most likely to have some of your lunch in her pocket. <laughs> That's a good one. What was, what was Boz's? I feel like, um, as you know, there's quite a few islands around uh, where he's from. Mm -hmm. And he would infrequently go. But I feel like during his first few explorations, he uh, wouldn't be able to find his way back. It's kind of like getting going into like a Minecraft seed and just like not being able to find it. It's like most likely to get lost. Most likely, you know, uh, that's really good. Most likely, that is. It's a lost I feel like land. Oh. Oh. One. That's I rough. What's yours, most Craig? Likely to have most likely family. to get divorced. Oh, wow. Me and, me and Landon went totally different directions. Jeez. You and Lando are in dark mode. Craig is not divorced. I said most likely to have a family. I'm not there I'm yet, not, man. Oh, my theory, Landon. Okay. He most likely to wine. grow as a, a beard. <laughs> as a listener. Every single yeah. time. I would say Craig is the most likely to strike it rich with finding rocks, but not to know. Uh, that is a very long superlative. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? So His like, section took up two pages. Well, of course. <laughs> no, but like uh, you'd find a rock and you would think that it's really cool, but it's really worth a ton. And then you just would never give it away. <laughs> it's because, a diamond. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> but you're oh. like, this is pretty. I'm going to keep this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fun guys in one room as well as Bulger and Eek in another begin um, waking up on the morning of Bialkaneth 4 of 3488PB because we just had a date change wow Yo, time is progressing us, progressing through time we're so progressive <laughs> <laughs> that, that's almost inspiration okay. that was good when you're just funny enough to like almost get <laughs> okay <All right>. um <laughs> Uh, you know what? We're going to flip the script. Bulgurg and Eek. They're waking up first. Eek, what are you uh, doing as you wake up? It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Craig's like, I'm not uh, the spotlight. Excuse me? What are you doing? Um, I'm just going to probably be hanging out under the bed, really. <laughs> I might have like hung up my tassel that I got. Ah, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. I okay. stole a tassel off of the bottom of a couch. Uh, and I hang it up everywhere I go. <laughs> that campaign was wild. Andrea, I'm sorry. So sorry. Um, we had a lot of pent up being the responsible people energy and we had to let it go in chaos. Um, Bulgrug is uh, up early saying his morning prayers mm -hmm. and there's um, 
there's like a tiny hint of desperation that you've noticed recently Eek, where he's like keeps trying really hard to reach out and he feels like he's disconnected but he's saying them as mm -hmm. he does always and um after that he does like some squats and some push-ups uh i'm gonna join okay yeah you do it at like quarter speed but they're happening yeah uh sometimes you just sit down instead I, I, I don't want to speak for your character, but I assume. My arms are so short that am I even doing push-ups at that's why you just hit the ground. Yeah. Uh, so this is the Bulgarg and Eek routine. And once Bulgarg is done with all of his stuff, he goes, <clears throat> It will be a good day. Yes. Um, I'm going to practice something really quick. Yes. And I'm going to just automatically do a somersault. Okay. Acrobatics check. We're starting off strong, guys. We're coming out sweet. Uh, 15. Oh, okay. You do a somersault. <laughs> new average, new average. <laughs> there is a new average. It that is was just my a 15. first roll. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> pretty good. That's the Four new one. best average. No, it's That's not. the new Greta best average. Yes, it is. Oh, oh he's got a face. He just forward on the on the wood and Bulger goes, that was very good. Oh, thank you. You are very talented. I, we've been practicing. We have been practicing. Yes. You think that they'll really perform with us? Um. Well, and I'll bring up my little letter. You remember that we got this. I do. We should be able to perform. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh -huh. I feel like that applies everywhere. I do too. I mean, it's written. Do you think we should bring that up in the brass chalice or does that feel like a bad time? Maybe we should. I think we should. I f that sounds like a good idea. I think they'd really love it. I can't think of one bad idea about what we just proposed. That just feels like good ideas. Absolutely. I would say it again if I could. Green team. Green team. Fist bump. Tiny fist to big fist. I'm so afraid. Uh, <laughs> and then goes, um, should we wait for our friends? Um, I'd, I'd really like to go outside. Okay. We can sit outside. No, it makes sense to me. Okay. I don't need to think of any more than that. Perfect. He picks you up, puts it on his shoulders, and then he just uh, walks out the door. Bulgrog. Yes. Uh, can I get in the papoose? Oh, of course. And Bulgrog picks out this big uh, cloth papoose, straps it around his chest, and sits uh, eek down in the front of it, her little egg legs and arms hanging out. And there's a tiny little mini papoose on the side that Motomoto sits in. And he goes, oh my um, gosh. And he goes, gotta be a good day and he just opens the door and walks down the stairs and outside hey fun guys i think these guys are gonna give us a taste of our own medicine <laughs> like i'm afraid Whoa, the turntables uh fun guys you wake up in your room what are you guys doing what time is it uh boys <laughs> it's it's you know what? It was a rough. It was a very rough yeah. day yesterday. I'm gonna say it's 8:30. Okay. Even with early risers, you guys. And that, that gives us a long rest. Everybody take I, your long Zach, rest. Woo! Yes, sir. Uh, so I know that these the spell of feigned oh, death no. <laughs> only lasts an hour, but flavor-wise, mechanics don't matter. Like hmm. he loses it after an hour. But can yeah. we say that like it he bled like, into like, your long rest? Yeah, yeah. At one point, and then he I just like wakes up, like like when <gasps> you fall asleep, like a like a large yes. gas comes out as he <laughs> wakes up. Looks like you suddenly He's rose like, from the grave, and then but the sound of you, the sound Dracula. of you suddenly waking up was drowned out by. <laughs> Fun guys, what are you guys doing? I think, uh, what? <laughs> I think Greta is skirtedy scoot. Well, no, she's not. Skirtedy she's going to wake up and she's skirting and scooting, but she's not skirting and scooting out the door. She's going to say, hey, guys, should we go back to the boat or should we just go straight to that thing that, that we're going to do? Also, tell have you shared with Shpigoober that thing that we're going to do? Shpigoober, as um, he's like started waking up, he does morning stretches every day when he wakes up. Oh. So he gets up and he goes, and we go big stretch up towards I the sky. I joined Shpigoober. 
and the we go hands toward the ground. I joined Spooky. Then we shake our little tushes all around. Then we go big arms up to the sky. And this is like four or five Rose times. Starts playing. <laughs> uh, what he, it almost sounds like the chicken dance. And this goes on for a little bit. Tello just rolls over and goes. And Spooky Bear goes. You know, I think I should probably go back to the ship because I probably shouldn't be a part of your big secret meeting. And also, I mean, you know, it's it's my ship, so I should go check in on it. Okay. Do you remember that guy that we talked to? Or you were kind of out of it. The guy at the dock? Yeah. I see you taking pictures of me, Kara. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Okay. How much do you remember about that interaction? It's probably fine, right? We gave him money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hey. Good job, adventurers. I believe in you. Don't die. Okay, be careful, Spagoober. I will. <laughs> he turns around and trips. I'm good. Oh, he gets up. <laughs> he <laughs> opens the door. Walks down the hall. Craig. Craig wakes up. And <laughs> <laughs> you're up. He scares himself awake. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, for some reason, he's just having a really hard time waking up. So he's like, like... Got the eye crusty. His yeah. eyelids are like puffy. His face, he looks like he had a night. And he's just like, like, mm, he looks like he's Head out of it. Lolling, eyes rolling. Lolling. And um, he's going to fall beside Tello. Okay, so you just. On the bed. On the, are you on the bed until it gets. Who is on the bed? All right, it's time to get up and Tello sits up and stands Tell, up. And no, no, no. He grabs. Tello. Yeah, he pushes you off. Oh. Okay, opposed strength checks. <laughs> weird weird flex, sure? Micah. Weird flex. Are you sure that he pushes me off? <laughs> I've never rolled good. Um, so that was a five. But, but. Oh, guidance. Guidance. That's you not can't guidance. guidance yourself. That's, that's Bardic Inspiration. I mean, Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Okay. Oh, How long does Bardic right? Inspiration last? That's ten. How long does Bardic Inspiration last? I think... I think an hour, but I could be wrong. It might be 24 hours. I don't know if it's an hour or 24 hours. I can't remember. Check, 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 check. Who can get fast? Check, check, check. Craig, my, uh, Craig and my guy, I, I love you so it, much, but, but will you like ever use like an inspiration up. or something on something? No. Okay. <laughs> 10 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes. You go to grab Tello and he just puts a hand but I got square. 10. That's cool. Uh, for the first time ever, I rolled a 16. Oh, heck. Uh, and Tello has a plus zero, but that's enough. Um, so as you like start to grab him, Tello just puts a... You're much stronger than he is, but he just puts a hand squarely on your face and pushes you back down on the bed and he goes, and we're all getting up. <laughs> all right. Um, everyone ready Tello has disadvantage on the check. Oh. Oh! <laughs> Why? 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 Because he's exhausted. Tello's exhausted <laughs> because of Craig. <laughs> Time. Roll. Roll. One more time. Dance, dear boy. <laughs> I would like. I would like to play how I I grab. <laughs> this is what I do to my parents when they grounded me in high school. I make the punishment be <laughs> miserable for them. So, so I can I can continue. <laughs> jumps and plops on the bed and then when Tello starts to like get up he wraps his arm around Tello's waist and he's like still half awake asleep and he pulls Tello in and he goes uh, <laughs> is he spooning Tello? Um, Tello goes <laughs> he's like, 
Crunchy. Hello, guys, Sam. Um, <laughs> good morning, Craig. I'm covered in knives and blades. Would you like to call me now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's out again. He's snoring. I will actually cut you. <laughs> no, he's genuinely out. <laughs> he's good out. Oh, no. Craig <laughs> fell back asleep. He's back to snoring. No, I got you. Yeah. You're gonna have does, to does figure Foz out. Does Foz see that Tello's about to cut Craig? <laughs> yeah, are we seeing this interaction? Hold on, I just want to look at Tello's character sheet real quick. I like. Oh no. Because if he sees about to take Thank a you. violent action towards Craig, I'm gonna turn it into sixth level. Um, Tello casts confusion. <laughs> He's already confused. Could you mark off one of his first level spell slots, um, Craig? Uh huh. Could you tell her it reaches down, flicks you in the forehead, and then the moment your eyes sort of flicker, flicker open for a second, he just waves his finger over his face and he goes, let go of me. And I'd like you to make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> that was a nat one. Yep. <laughs> Craig, you're instantly charmed and you just let go. And he stands up and he goes, um, just uh, stay there for a while. And he gets up and starts stretching, getting ready for the day. And he goes, now that that's out of the way, are we ready to uh, sit down about our business? Everyone, I'm looking at my group. <laughs> Anyone have any thoughts or opinions? So much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give Craig a little slap. Okay. <laughs> Craig, you get a little slap. Hey, wait. She, he's not charmed by Greta. Yeah. Can he react to Greta? How are we getting stuck here? Um, <laughs> how has this happened? No, no, no. It's fine. Let me look up the details of charm person. Uh, da, 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 da. Maybe charm creature regards you as friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows. Uh, I mean, no, you can still react to Greta. <laughs> yeah. She's going to dash away. Flicks. No. She dashes away. He Roll initiative. I, I was like, are you fighting? Roll what? initiative. It's the two Four. of you. Natural one. <laughs> no, what's happening? I the brass Greta. chalice, everybody. I Greta. Greta, you go, you go to get up. You trip over the side of the bed. Boom! Your head off, like, off oh, the side of the, no. the, 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 like, just the mattress. And as you bounce off, as you come up, Craig just sort of grog, like, and reaches out and flicks you in the head. And then you, down onto the floor. Fair enough. <laughs> Let's go, fellas. And the fun guys arise and begin their day. Um, can credit? No, can credit. Moving on. Have you um, uh, have you gone straight to the brass house with Bogrog? No. Okay. No, we would have sat outside. Okay. So you guys are just on the front of the patio um, in front of the uh, um, uh, the. Buster Tankard, I think was the name of the tavern I named. Um, and uh, there's like two drunk people passed out on the wood. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, all right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely, I don't know why I set you up for that. Wait, what's happening? She's going to steal. <laughs> She's robbing oh. them. Uh, that's a 26. <laughs> new, Wait, now best average. <laughs> now she has the best so average. You guys know how I've talked a long time about the way that Kara rolls. It's like this. This is how Kara rolls. The last few rolls for Janice were like 30, 33. 29, 33, Ooh. 27. 
Um, Teach me your ways. So Eek, <laughs> you just like, well, you and Bulgurg are sitting up there and Bulgurg has his feet in a puddle and he's just sploosh, just kicking his feet back and forth happily. People are going about the town slowly waking up. Olivon is not an early riser town. And um, Eek, <laughs> you just sense. in the morning shadows, um, the sky is overcast and dreary and you just sort of like creep quietly across the deck and you uh, begin rifling through their pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, roll a D100 for me, Eek. Yeah. Also, I love that you have random mismatched dice. I know I love for you. Yes. Is that it's, on purpose? Yeah, because I've stolen them all. That's <gasps> oh. I have a question, DM, when you get a moment. Yes, sir, player. Uh, in the past, I we were able to cure Jackie of a point of exhaustion with lesser restoration. Would that mm-hmm. work with Tello? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to do that. Okay, Tello is cured. Swag. Yeah, we need Tello right now. You can spell this. What'd you get? 46. Um, what you find? Was a G100. You find forty six oh. copper. Oh, sick! Whew. <laughs> nice, crazy. My dog's name is Copper. <laughs> <laughs> now roll a D one hundred at disadvantage. This is good. Oh, that was ninety nine. Oh. Seventy nine. <laughs> Pretty good. Between the two, you get seventy nine silver. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Now roll a D ten. It's one of the two D100s. Yep, you're right. Uh, Nine. Okay, nine gold. Robbing people is lucrative. (laughs) We're learning the wrong lesson today. (laughs) Please do not steal. I think we should um, talk to Nam more. Odds or evens? Uh, Evens. 17. Mm. Oh, dang it. You don't find anything particularly weird or interesting on them. (laughs) No buttons. Oh, you get a weird check when you steal from someone? <laughs> <laughs> no, no buttons. Darn. Multi-class into rogue? <laughs> what? Um, but otherwise, you and Bulgur are just sort of sitting out there in the morning. Yeah. And Bulgur goes, um, do you think there's a particular time that we should go to the place with the spoopy band? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe when the sun... Gets to about there, and I just point up to a random spot. Spot. We're pointing at clouds. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're the smart one. I trust it. Okay. And there's you guys are sitting out there on the uh, deck. Eventually, fun guys, you and you exit at the same time that they are. So Bulgar and Eek are sitting at different parts, and there's two drunk guys passed out face down, and you guys come out there, and uh, Bulgar and Eek are sitting on the edge of the patio. Bulgar looks up. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. I do a little pat, like phone, wallet, keys, to make sure I haven't (laughs) lost anything on this night. Oh, Uh -oh. God. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Uh, No, you feel like you have everything. (laughs) Cool. What? (laughs) Can I? Can. Oh. Everyone. I'll tell you what, everyone except for Landon, because I already did a roll for him. Oh, no. The other four of you, actually, just the three fun guys. No one would steal from a goblin. The three fun guys, <laughs> can you guys, each of you, roll a D100 for me? Hey, goodness. Okay. I got a 20. Mm-hmm. 86. You can roll both of them. Huh? You roll the two and then you add them together. Oh, 
Yeah, so like yeah, once the first okay, so 86, place. What'd you get, Greta? Yeah. 49. 49? So then you would get a 25. Wait, what was huh? the first roll? What was 30? it? Yeah. 30? No, so no, 50. No. no, because she rolled a 21st and then a 5 second, so 25. Wait, how okay. are y'all getting numbers? That's you roll a, a D100 and, and a D10. So when people say oh, you roll D100, you roll tops. Yeah. So you roll, like, this one and this one. In your defense, every player who's ever rolled a D100 had this experience. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Zach, I I do check for the magic. <laughs> the there we go. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> nice. they're, all, they're all on your person. Um, okay. Greta. You rolled a 49. That's the closest to the number I thought of, 46. Oh, no. Could you make a perception check for me? I'm terrified. Huh? I oh. said I'm terrified. Did she steal from those buttons? <laughs> I cast guidance on her as we're there. Mm, this is kind of retroactive. I know you can do it before or after the roll. Like you can do a roll from yesterday? Um, what do you mean a roll from yesterday? Uh, if like you could do right a roll now, for something she, she might not have noticed yesterday? If she was making the roll for it yesterday. So like, like at any point, right. if she made a check 100 years ago, you could retroactively guidance it? Is she looking for something yesterday right now? <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? Actually, hold is, on. Hold on. I think I, I think I have a logical ruling for this. This is a check. You know what, Boz? It's perception. Yeah, this she... is this is this is to be aware that something even happened. So I don't know that you'd be oh, able okay. to guidance this. Yeah. I'm gonna use my inspiration. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Abby's face. What'd you get, Greta? Can I use my passive perception? Yes. That's good. That's good. I'm happy about that. Fifteen. Okay, can I see your character sheet? <gasps> oh no. I'm making sure it's accurate. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. A she lot of those things. Mean. Her, her stuff. Could you erase Spyglass and 40 gold? Eek. <laughs> It wasn't me. <laughs> me. Did that. It wasn't me. You don't know. <laughs> says and I notice that these things are missing. <clears throat> Not when I rolled a twenty. Um. So, uh, fun guys, you wake up for a regular morning and you are setting about your business for the town. What are you guys? So, oh, you guys. Excuse me. You guys have arrived and you are on the deck with Bolgarganik. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Just uh, was that a like a percentage roll or was that? So I did percentiles did. to see which of you someone tried to steal from, and then I rolled a sleight of hand versus a perception, and I rolled oh, a twenty. Gotcha. So you just so. did whatever was whoever, whoever was, was closest, closest, and the, the random number, number I chose in my head was forty-six. So like gotcha. when I woke up in the morning, I didn't notice that like this happened last night. <sighs> okay, so like I awake this morning i didn't realize does okay this is a genuine player question does greta begin every morning by checking her inventory to see that everything is there probably not but i mean she does value this buy glass a lot does she regularly look for it each morning if the answer is yes the answer is yes i wouldn't say that she looks for it but i think she'd like put a hand on it pretty regularly does she keep it in the interdimensional pockets of the coat or on her person i'm gonna have to say on her person okay it's not there in the morning. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Locate Object. 
<laughs> Exciting. I don't know what to tell you, Zach. If you want us to go to the Brass Palace or whatever. <laughs> Stop! Stop stealing our stuff! He said, I take something that's important to you, and they go, no, you don't. He's like, okay, fine. Then you, you don't still, get to go to your this location. This is the man with... The, Micah, this man has all the power. This is basically God of Yalabern sitting in front of you. If he doesn't want you to find something, you won't get I'm it not back. Gonna, I'm he not going to work actively maker. against you like that. Okay, all right. Why didn't nobody chill with that? <laughs> I'm so upset. We all have a direct alphabet. connection to the maker. Ooh. Wait, Abby forgot the alphabet? <laughs> oh, I get it. Like the maker of the world. More yeah. like faker. What is you, the alphabet? Um, you pull out your, uh, you pull out one, your two, symbol. Three? You squeeze it. You cast locate <laughs> object. Your object. Your consciousness Ooh. expands. Can I... Yep. Can I like flavor it and say like Greta notices it? And I think probably in the morning, like very quietly, probably when they're outside, she's just like looking for her spyglass because mm -hmm. it makes her happy to to like touch and hold. I think she notices that it's missing. And I think like a little like tears start to fall okay. just a little bit. I think she gets kind of panicky and kind of upset. And I'm not super familiar with this spell. So correct this spyglass, this isn't nifties, is it? It is. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Look oh, it's the rusty did. one? <laughs> It's yeah. the rusty. Oh, no one would take a rusty spyglass. Yeah. I thought we were talking about just a regular spyglass. No, yeah. No, shoot. Leave it on there. Okay. No one would take a rusty, crappy spyglass. Zach. Okay. In, okay. Yeah. in Zach's defense, it did not say nifty spyglass. It said spyglass no. on the character sheet. Okay, let's just all. It said spyglass on the character sheet. Oh, my God. Spyglass okay. is neither. My heart dropped. Yeah. My heart. I was like, I was like, no. there's. Sorry, I thought it was a regular spyglass. No, I was that like, someone would steal. No one would steal you, a, a rusted. And I was chill. I was like, there's like some scales. Like there's nothing on there. And then I was like, the spyglass. And then you said it and I was like. No one would take a rusty okay. spyglass covered in like barnacles. So Greta's going to say. Well, that was a fun time. Okay. I thought we were talking about a regular spyglass. I'm going to write nifty spyglass. I mean, you were like, why are they freaking out about this? Yeah, spyglass? I was a little confused. Like, What's wrong with you? I was like, holy cow, they care about the spyglass. So I'm going to say, guys. I was like, it's it's like 10 gold, guys. I'm not, Greta, I don't think Greta would even notice the 40 gold. To be completely honest. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> anyway, Bogart okay. and Eek are there. They've said hello. Good My bad. morning, Eek. <laughs> that's morning. an example. That's an excellent example, listeners. In if you're wrong, DM, just be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> that freaked me out. I'm glad. <laughs> okay. Good morning. Where's Boz right now? <laughs> I'm gonna right go out on a limb and say physically with you. Okay. Yeah, he's ahead. holding your hand. I'm gonna pull Boz. Oh, you're holding my hand. Yeah, I'm holding Craig's hand. I wanna hold your hand, but like in a brotherly way. You know that vine where like the the guy tries to hold the woman's hand on the bus, and she goes, "I did this," and she like moves her <laughs> hand like really fast. That's Craig. He's like Boz and Mary. <laughs> inspiration. Inspiration. Obviously inspiration. Different. Craig only spins French people. <laughs> Zach, I had two forearm wraps last night. Do I still have two of them or is one gone? Two forearm wraps? Yes, yeah, I had no, two of them. No one stole from you. Okay, I just want to make sure I love these forearm wraps. I will guard them. Do with I my still have my hand? Yeah, boss, boss. Yeah? I have a valuable in my bag. <laughs> and it's I, it's 500 gold worth of mica. Who? Bulgrog gets up and walks up to you guys where you're whispering and he goes, what are we whispering about? <laughs> uh, Craig's saying he had lots of mica in his bag. I don't know what a mica is. <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> Sounds girl. real sus. <laughs> well, it's, um, I have a rock 
Bulgurk's just squatting with you guys nodding. Mm, I saw oh, we're squatting? <laughs> Does Greta walk up? Greta's there. Greta walks up, she also squats. <laughs> is it called Micah? Greta. Am I saying it wrong? Is it's it called no, Micah. You're saying it, you're saying it's it right. Micah. It's called Micah. You're it's you. It. <laughs> That's why you got it from <laughs> the building. <laughs> you are like, give it to Greta. me. You know Craig a lot has... about rocks sitting to the right of me. We literally shed blood for that. Craig has a rock. I love yes. that. It really does. Do you have a However, I had a rock. Once. I have a spyglass. I don't. Have a spyglass. <laughs> Are you here? Oh, yeah, she walked up. Everyone's there. You have a rock. Craig, you know I love a good squat. Wait, are you still in the pouch? No, I have no oh, okay. But oh, I okay. definitely had walked up okay. because I just stole from somebody. <laughs> he <laughs> also walked up and is squatting next to you, and Moto Moto is in the pouch. And I'll hey, you, boss, can I go talk to you outside? You're we outside. are outside. <laughs> we are outside, Craig. Do you want to talk to me alone? You want to talk to me alone, Craig? That's a good idea, All right, guys. Hey, Let's guys. Go. And, and <laughs> me and Craig are like watch the side and gestures for you guys to come over. Yeah, I follow. Is okay. there a tree somewhere? No. You are. No. You're on a barren no island. <laughs> no, this is all about Okay. <laughs> yeah, Buzz makes Buzz, a tree. Buzz, this is not the place for a druid. There's no way a druid could ever exist on Olabon. Like, not the place. Bogrug has walked aside Stuck now, exists. and he has his own huddle going with Greta. <laughs> oh, okay. So and me and Craig eat. are alone. Dude, yes. what are what is? Where did you get all of this? Hey, Craig, bones? we're alone now. What would you like to tell me? Well, that's like bone gold. Thank you. Okay. I skilled I have some skeletons. Five hundred gold worth of mica, and I'm worried yep. that if it gets stolen, we're gonna lose five hundred gold worth of mica. <laughs> so, would you I, like me to keep it? Well, how do you know your pockets are safer than my pockets? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, that's a good point, but also I have a higher awareness than you do of these types of things. What? And I, what are you trying to say, Do you want me to say, have it or boss? not? Do you we want me to have it or not? And there were skeletons I'm, everywhere. I, should, yeah. I, I, should I leave it on the boat? Should so I figure out how to get the money out of the it? Because it's 500 gold and of it. I, I think that I don't think anywhere is safe right now. When I I, think, when I kill things, people think I'm like, they say, Greta, I stop killing focus. things. Stop messing around with those bones, Greta. Or some of my friends say, Greta, mess around with those bones. Boz stares at the building you're supposed to be walking to in long what okay. is going tell, on? Tell his eyes as he like, thinks about what the next heavily. step is. I'm going to walk up to Greta <laughs> <laughs> as we're walking away. <laughs> and I'm just going to pull out a piece of curved glass that I have and I'm just going to hand it to you. <gasps> you should always steal things. I should, shouldn't I? Yes. Oh, I want to no. pickpocket the mic up from Do you have any tips? Uh, Do you have Craig. any tips for stealing? Really? Be quiet. Wait, what? Yeah. Slide of hand check. Slide of hand check. Are you okay. trying to steal from me? Craig, perception check. Yeah, I'm going to steal the mic up from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to erase Lord. it off the line. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a piece of, it's a piece of glass. Piece of curved glass. And what am I doing? Slide of hand. Perception. Okay. Huh? perception. Oh, that's 21. <laughs> I didn't beat it. What'd you get? <laughs> 14. Okay. As 15. You're, 15. You're, 15. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're trying desperately to have this conversation that you care about. And Greta and Bogart have gone on and have their separate huddle, but they have it two feet away from you guys. So they keep talking <laughs> over it and you're just like trying to focus. So as you look over angry at one point, Boz, you just reach into Craig's pocket, pull the mic out and it's in your hand. <laughs> I just, and I turn back to Boz. I just need you to know 
that this is in my possession and it's like <laughs> you can no. ask me sometimes like hey like remember like check and see if you have the mic in there and when we get back to the boat like give it to someone like to keep it in a barrel yeah. and keep it safe because this is really valuable to me and then if i lost it okay. i would feel like i would be like right when she gave away that ruby oh I you don't know that happened but uh do you guys smell that oh burn? yes i do <laughs> Don't worry. I will remind you of it when we get back to the boat. Thank you. Ready to go? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah, give, let's go. I'm gonna. Bogart picks up Eek, puts him on her. I'm gonna dig around in my pockets. Frant I'm so excited about the glass. I'm gonna dig around in my pockets frantically, and I'm gonna hand out sixteen Kuotoa skills to Eek. <gasps> Put sixteen Kuotoa skills in your inventory <laughs> as Bogart is walking away. With I'm you. gonna look so shocked. I've never seen these before. They're 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 skills. Bogart and Eek are walking away. I'm following them. Okay, we, you're walking with them. I just, so now Bogart and Eek and Greta are the only individuals walking, walking toward away. the brass chalice. No, I'm walking towards it too. Oh, yeah. We're all walking. Okay, the whole group is walking. walking. Oh can, can I just want to point out we've been playing for 40 minutes and we've gotten outside the box. <laughs> <laughs> well, never mind. I was going to do something. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. So the whole group. Uh, do you go back in the papoose? <laughs> okay. So an orc covered in pelts. Um, with wooden faces on his shoulders, has a goblin in a papoose along with a rat in a papoose, and he's walking toward the brass chalice. Next to him is a gnome, a dwarf, um, and two half dryads, and Tello. And this bizarre group is walking down the street toward this haunting dark black building. And now, so it's overcast everywhere and there's like sort of dappled gray light playing across the, scan the landscape. And every once in a while, when a denser cloud moves by and a lighter cloud above lets through some more light, you guys can see, but the morning is still kind of dim and the town has some hustle and bustle about it, but otherwise people are just kind of going about their business. Um, and it's just, uh, um, it's just sort of like, I wouldn't call it actively disturbing, but it's just lightly um, ominous as you guys make your way toward this very dark building. And as you can see in a little more morning light today, no, no markings, no distinguishing features, just a big black building. And you can see a sliding door on the front. And um, there's little pools of water reflecting um, the mottled sky above from the rain yesterday. And the dark Skilianaga is just <laughs> over to your left um, as you guys walk toward the haunting building. Can I? Down on yonder that away. Can I cast Druidcraft just to see if there's any storms coming for the next day or Druidcraft so? Druidcraft does that? Yeah, it tells Holy the weather crap. and the location you're at. Yeah, you cast Druidcraft. Uh, you bing, bang, 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 on your loop. <laughs> and um, <laughs> your Druidic, okay. or your, your half-dried consciousness expands to nature from which you descend. And uh, uh, you know what? What's the weather like, Odds or even? Odds. Tell me the time of the weather, dear man. Four, yeah, there will be a storm again soon. Oh, lovely. Sorry, guys. <laughs> now we got to have another storm, man. Thanks, Jackie. Yes, okay. How far away is this building? 30 feet now. 30. You guys are getting close. What are you guys... Is anyone doing anything as you approach? Uh, hey, guys, we should let Tello take the lead on this. Are the dudes up at the top? So the two individuals tracing back and forth across the um, the sill of the building, there's a parapet that goes up along the edge, and these two individuals waist high are moving back and forth uh, across it. And as you guys get closer, they both turn and face toward you. You can see them now in mm -hmm. the daylight. They're both holding heavy crossbows. There's a muscular um, orc woman as well as um, a very tall, thin human man um, with very like rough facial hair that's sort of been burned away in patches. They both have on dark armor, and they both just start leaning over the edge and they kind of like point their crossbows 
crossbows generally in your direction, but not quite at you, and they lean and watch. I, I look at Greta, Craig, and Boz real quick, and I say, uh, guys, are y'all, are your arms covered? Mm-hmm. Yes. What's wrong with Yeah, I have arms? the, um... Craig, Craig. Craig. tattoo. <laughs> oh, I already did two days ago. Oh, I okay. still moved. Okay. Yeah, you guys have your wraps I haven't showered in a while. Um, yeah. I'm going to salute to them. <laughs> As you guys have this tactical conversation, Robert, or like Eek from inside of the papoose just does a salute at the side of Red. I love this so much. And then the two guards sort of exchange looks and look back at you guys. I'm gonna, when they pass by, I'm gonna go up to Eek. I'm gonna be like, we don't, we don't like them. Craig, they're not getting Craig, yeah. But they're guards. Craig, Craig, so Craig, Craig says this as you guys approach the building because the guards don't go anywhere because they're on top of the building that you guys are on. So you get like maybe 20 feet out Wait. and one of them... We get past them, right? What? No, because they're, no, on, they're top on top of, of the, the roof. <gasps> We're going up to No, Zach, we walk yes, on sir. top of the roof. <laughs> uh, DM, I'm flying. I can spider climb and walk up the building and pass That's the guards. Like, like, Stop, dude. Oh row, row so. like stops for a second and goes... Wait, Ake, are you guys, are you guys going here too? Halfway through this question, the two guards stand fully up and <laughs> aim the crossbows knocked with bolts on you guys. And um, the woman goes, uh, what is your business here? State it. Tello. And Tello, Tello just sort of Tello. like <laughs> slips in from between the group. And before he can speak, Bulgrug goes, we would like to talk. Oh, no. Friends. Oh, no. And smiles weirdly upward, and Tello goes, Oh, Zoinks. Good morning. <laughs> and and the, the work woman just sort of like gives the human man a weird face. She just kind of looks at her and shrugs, and he kind of cocks the, a little more exactly aiming at Bulgrug, and she aims at Bulgrug too, and they both look at Tello, because Tello's kind of walked out to the front, and Bulgrug's just really awkwardly smiling with gritted teeth. And Tello goes, we are a strange assemblage, <laughs> but we have come to seek an audience with the boss hand for um, business purposes. We have, we have propositions that we would like to discuss. Maybe we permitted entrance. And uh, there's like sort of a pause. I'm gonna have Tello make a persuasion oh, check no. now. Guidance. Okay, okay. I cast guidance on him. Okay. <laughs> he gets guided from like four different directions. I just rolled a nat 20 as Tello. Yay, Tello. Goodness. Jeez. Thanks. So I only rolled Tello. He rolled a nat loves, 20. Because Tello's a fun guy. Oh, oh my yeah. god. And he's he's proficient in persuasion. Oh, oh my god. Tello. Is this the highest roll of the campaign? Is that the new best roll of the game? <gasps> Yo, Tello just rolled a 28. <laughs> wow. Oh, Incredible. I think Tello's just going to keep having the best average. Um, Heck yeah, good for so, him. So um, Tello like, sort of <laughs> smiles for a moment, and um, the orc woman from up ago, above goes, Oh, Tello? And he goes, um, Anli, yes. How are you doing? Oh. She goes, <laughs> and she goes, uh, oh, no. I'm, doing, I'm doing well. It is good to see you back. He goes, I I'm visiting in town, but maybe uh, we have to have this conversation, but may maybe maybe afterwards. Um, <gasps> oh. Do you get off of work at some time? And she goes, I'm, I'm 
Birking all the rest of the evening, and she just fully sets the crossbow down <laughs> on the lip. And the, the human guy like kind of gives her face, like, "What are you doing?" And she goes, "I'm working more this evening, but um, maybe, maybe tomorrow." And he goes, "That's that's. I mean, depending on the way this conversation goes, maybe, yeah, maybe. I, there, we could see you at the bar inside." She goes, "That is a possibility." And he goes, "So we can. It's good to see you. You look good." And she just goes, "Yeah, of course." And the human guy goes like, "Oh my god!" You you guys watch him mouth. You're talking about? And she goes, <laughs> shut up. And uh, <laughs> she knocks four times really hard on the roof in front of her, and then the wooden door in front of her rolls to the side. And in front of you is an interior that is completely unlit. The door has rolled away to a hallway. So the way that the door faces, it's um, on the front of the of the building, and it's very this there's very wide, short building, and the hallway does not go backward. It's lateral. So it roll more of it is exposed with the door, but you guys just immediately see more wall. You get the feeling that you have to turn the corner to see more of the hallway. So as you guys are permitted to walk forward, um, as you guys begin to go below, below the uh, roofline, Tello um, sort of reaches, he leans down and he whispers to a couple of you and he goes, um, we've had the fun evening, but uh, please be very careful here. And he passes into the darkness. Mogar goes, of course, I'm always careful. <laughs> and um, all of you guys pass by the lip and um, Tello actually stops and he goes, you know it's Bulldrug. Um Just as you guys like start to pass <laughs> under the edge and he goes, maybe you and Eek should go have your conversations first um, because you know, we might have separate business and um, that, that's, um, does that sound like a good idea? Eek and Bulldrug? Um, I don't really remember why we're here. That's like a... That's a good question. We'll figure it out when we get in there. Okay. Right. Yeah, we'll go ahead. Yeah. And Bogurg just walks further down the hallway and Tello kind of puts a hand up to you guys and he goes, let's just give it a good solid two minutes standing here. Hey, Tello. I would <laughs> like correct. to remind you of a conversation we had when I first when we first met about you, whether or not you had lady friends. <laughs> no, Tello. Greg, does this feel like the time? <laughs> no, I just thought I didn't like to think about it. <laughs> Craig, do you, Craig, Craig. just gives you a death stare for a solid six it's seconds. Telling. His it's eyes like, just bore into it's you. It's like giggling and it turns it into a cough to try it He just leans really close to you and he goes, literally life and death, Craig. Stands up really straight and he just leans over to Boz and he goes, I'm just going to look for your support here, bud. Hey, Craig, Craig. <laughs> um, I just slowly shake my head. Bulldog <laughs> and Eek just round a corner at the end of the hallway, and they disappear for a little bit. But wait, but how is part of the party? Can we can we see what she sees, please? Sorry, she's part of the party. They've rounded a corner. But but she's right there. So you have to wait, describe her what she sees. I have nope. a question. Kara, but what does Kara see? I'm the DM. What's going on? I have another question. Um, how long has it been since we were in the room, where? in in our in our hotel Ten, room? It's fifteen minutes. Uh, cause charm person lasts an hour, so you could still have hold over oh. Craig. Oh, 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 Craig, make a wisdom saving throw. Yes! <laughs> I thought charm person only made him think he was a friendly acquaintance. Does it let him control your actions? Like, you get, you get, like actually, no, no, hold on. I get advantage on persuasion checks against you. Is what it does. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me check. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -ba Sorry, Micah. I still got my token. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. Yeah. No. So, this is for um, the Constitution Northrop. <laughs> I just rolled a net 20. Yes, it is! I love Tello. Tello's wild, y'all. 
Um, do a wisdom saving yeah, throw? Yeah, just, just make like a wisdom saving throw to resist the... What'd you get, bud? So does this go against your nat 20? Yep. What'd yeah, I did not. It was a... Uh... Oh, wait, wisdom saving throw? <laughs> Craig, your wisdom... Oh, gosh. <laughs> a saving throw. Yep. So that's uh, 12 plus 8. Oh. Wait, what? Which is a 20. We're going to talk about that Why later. is your wisdom well, plus we'll, 8? We'll come back no, to that No, no, wait. It's just a saving throw. Oh, wait, that's strength. I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that would be... That would be a 13. I'm so, I'm, I'm so okay. sorry. Okay. Boss just, <laughs> just leans in and goes, let me take this issue back to death. And all you mean you're Tello? Totally did it to the thing. And then Craig, you're just sort of like, oh yeah, yeah, this is life or death. You should take this really seriously. And you feel convinced <laughs> of that. You feel that way. You That's what I, happens because of the spell. I love serious things. <laughs> okay. After a second, um, Tello goes, all right, let's proceed further. Um, just be careful about what you all oh. say in here. Um, so uh, after a moment, Tello goes, um, <laughs> Sorry, you guys are weird. <laughs> Tell it goes. Um, all right. Um, let's go into the breast chavis. Um, so the whole group, five fun guys, pass down the hallway. And as you turn your right, you pass into a surprising space. Um, the whole corner wraps back around. And now you're facing the opposite direction of, what you, of where you came. Around a wraparound corner. And now you are looking down a long, thin waiting room. It's actually kind of like a bit of a, a, a bar in its own area. A little bit of like a mini pub. Um, there are like six tables in the space, three against one wall, two at either end. A very long, very nice bar. It's like all mahogany. And there is just a... There's like three shelves stocked full of liquors. And it looks like there's everything from cheap brown bottles with nothing but X's on the labels all the way up to like like bottles literally with gold trimmed Ooh. on them. Um, and uh, there are like there are all of these. Uh, the, the individual standing at this bar is this extremely finely dressed um, uh half elven man with this um curly thin mustache that like triple like it was in this huge like 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 80s disney cartoon villain like twist at the end um in these very finely tailored clothes completely bald yes sir uh i i just wanted to make clear that preparing for this time boz would not have put on his armor but he would have put on his nice blue uh, uh, uh okay boz is wearing a nice blue suit everyone else is wearing armor so there's a long bar and uh, the bartender is like gently swabbing it down. The atmosphere in here, very different. It's dead silent. Um, there is no music. It's just like occasionally there's a gentle quiet clinking of glasses and someone like sort of quietly scuffing a foot on the ground. But there's no music in here. Um, all the table is dark wood. There's these central pillars that splay out into the, um, all the, all the tables are very nice wood. The interior of this building is completely antithetical to everything else about Alaban. And, um, at these tables is a huge assemblage of people. Um, uh, excuse me, not, not like a lot of people, but very different people. Um, there is a very, very, um, uh, nice looking businessman in like this double pressed cloak that goes over one breast. Um, there are just a, an array of, uh, vagrants and criminal looking individuals in leather armor studded black with brass pins on them, all quietly talking in hushed tones. Um, people are like, sort of like twirling daggers in between their fingers, but just having quiet conversations in the corner of a room is a, um, squat dwarven man with cuts all over his forearms. He's missing half of his teeth, just sort of gritting there. Like he's got a toothpick that he's rolling back and forth between teeth. He has this patchy rough beard. Um, he has one glass eye. 
and um, he has this really heavy leather smock on in front of his like tattered clothes and he's sitting next to a small furnace full of coals and there's an iron in the side of it. And he's just sitting there rolling a toothpick back and like it's, it's a bar and then a furnace in the corner, a small furnace, small billows furnace full of hot coals and an, a couple irons in it. And he's just sitting there twirling his toothpicks and he occurs to you all given your previous experience with criminal organizations, this is probably for branding people. Uh, just in the foyer, <laughs> waiting. Um, and the rest of the room is quiet and calm. Uh, Greta, you also recognize Heth and Half are there, um, leaning forward at, at the bar. Um, they are both they both have glasses of wine, and they're sitting there quietly sipping, just silently. Do they see me? Were they the ones that were in the... Blood Bowl? Yep. Oh, the Blood Bowl? In the they tavern. were in the floor, oh, and they were okay, in okay, the okay. three roses. Okay. Oh, the cop sure. bar. No, they're no, no one's looking at you. They're just oh, okay. looking yeah. at the. Um, they saw me sing my song. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the atmosphere <laughs> is just quiet and tense. And the ceiling can only go up so high. It's maybe as high as the ceiling in this room. But because the space is so dimly lit, there's just three chandeliers that are each have heavily dripping candles. On, on the floor with like dim amber light that are just casting enough light to see the space and make out details on individuals. But because they cast so little light upwards, it makes it look like there's almost not a ceiling in the shadow. And shadows cling to the edges of the room. And the whole space has this feeling of like, if you were trying to be hidden, trying to be unexposed, this would just be a comfortable, like the atmosphere is quiet and hidden and tense. And as you guys walk into the space, like half the faces in the room just sort of look up at you. And there's general grimaces and um, side eyes, and then people go back to what they're doing, and a couple people keep staring at you, and you guys are in the space. I'm going to give a respectful, like, subtle nod to Heaven Hall. Okay. They're not looking at you. Okay. And you I'm nod at their backs. Um, I'm not going to okay. do that then. Gotcha. Gotcha. I noticed um, them, though. <laughs> at the back of the room, at the very end, halfway down the length of the hallway you walked in, is a huge, ornate square door massive and in it is a ridiculously detailed carving of a hand just sort of gently turned upward at the side like this that you guys recognize as the symbol for the brass hand um, that's carved and in the wood inlaid in every line and tracing of the hand is brass that inlays the wood i mean it's this ridiculous art peak of a door and in front of it there is a, a woman standing there she's a tabaxi she's maybe five six um, black fur, thick, round, muscular head, um, like like that of like a jaguar or a tomcat. She has this curved scimitar off the back of her, hanging off of her back, and this heavy leather armor um, with like brass tracing to it. And she's standing in front of the door with two arms at her back, just sort of scanning the room with her eyes. And to y'all's right, there is an archway in the wall um, with a stairwell that leads down into the ground. And there are brass railings that go along the ledge of it. And it's dimly lit down that way. And there's no one standing there. It's just in between a couple of the tables. And you don't understand exactly, like, it must have been fit just in between the space of the hallway that came in and the long bar that goes down this way. But it looks like it leads to other chambers and areas. Do I recognize a tabaxi? No. Okay. Oh, like what a tabaxi is? Uh, either. Both. Yeah. Yes. You know what a tabaxi is? You do not know her personally. Cool, cool. Um, the people that I met in... The warm hearth, just so that I remember, was that the leader of them was a tabaxi? Yes, but was that brass, brass company or they were affiliated? They said okay. they worked with them, but they didn't um, appear to be like chain, obligately the, the chain stewards. They did not appear stewards. to be obligately brass company. Cool, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, as you guys pass in the space, Tello says, um, uh, she was step away from the door when whatever meeting is going on in there has concluded. Um, until then, we wait in the public area. Oh, is that where? 
our friends went? Probably. That's not our business now. And Teller just takes a, a seat at a table near him where no one else is and just leans forward and quietly just sits there staring mm-hmm. at the wood. I copy. Yeah. And I sit down next to him. Boss? Um, is, I want to go up to the bar. Okay, you approach the bar in your sleek blue suit. Um, and I, uh, just want to order a drink. Is there like any signage or anything displaying drinks to get, or is it just... So as you walk up, you look at all the drinks, and they're they're all in bottles. Some Many of them are labeled, some of them are not. And the bartender approaches you. As you put your forms down on the, on the, um, the bar, you realize it's all glass. It's been inlaid with glass, which is very uncommon. Uh, that's expensive to produce. And um, the bartender walks up and he says, um, uh, Good afternoon. How can I be helpful? Zach, he says good morning because everyone knows it's morning. Sorry. <laughs> um, I want to order a lot. Is there, is there a Yalabrin version of Lagavulin? <laughs> yes. Um... And we'll say that Boz briefly heard of it. I don't know where Boz would have heard of it, but he has somewhere. And uh, you I, look up and... Uh, it's called Brimhold. We're canalizing it right now. And um, it's a very fine... Uh, Astelerian lager. Uh, or scotch. A very fine Astelerian scotch. Um, it's made by the elves. And the bottle is actually... It's traced in such a way that like all of the designs and filigrees on the front carved into the glass point backward and trim up the back of it so that the back of the long, thin neck sort of like leans forward at a point where you can easily pour it. And it's always capped with a little um, silver stopper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just cork, like like surrounded by silver. And uh, you see it up there. I, I, I want to point to that and say, um, could I have some of that just neat? Expensive taste. Absolutely. And uh, he pulls it off the counter and he and recaps the bottle and he slides this very ornately carved tumbler toward you just across the glass and he puts it back on the counter. He says, um, but that's good, sir. Yes, how much do I owe you? Uh, five gold. I give him five gold. Okay, you pull out five gold and thumb it over. He passes the glass toward you. Do you take a sip? Yes, I do. Have it in a glass. <laughs> <laughs> the, fav- the flavor starts sweet and sharp. And uh, for just a moment, it tastes so light and so... Not oppressively sweet, not heavily sweet, like a, like a thick um, sugar, but um, very sweet, like a very fresh fruit. Uh, but indistinguishable, just kind of blankly weedy. Um, and for a moment, it, fe- it tastes like something much cheaper, and then a ton of heavy, smoky flavor um, hits you. And as it hits the back of your throat, instead of burning, it just kind of warms all the way down you, and your whole body feels like lightly warmer. And um, for the next one, for the next hour, um, you, uh, you are magically immune to um, uh, ambient environment of cold. Oh. Wow. So you're not immune to cold damage, but like cold effects in the environment would uh, you you'd have have no effect on you. That's so cool. Okay. I go back to the I go back to where everybody is and I just kind of just Boz goes and sits down at the table. Loiter. Hey okay. Tello. Um, yes. How long are you like do you think we're gonna be waiting a while? 
I don't know a lot about Right, when you say that, uh, the door goes... <laughs> and the tabaxi one pulls it away. Bulgarg and Eek walk out. Eek, could you just... Uh, just odds or evens? Uh, odds. not see uh, yeah i was Zach confused just, by what happened okay used, yeah listeners there's that? a skull sitting on the table yeah and zachary just dropped the dice through it <laughs> it landed in the mouth it was wild y'all josh martinez 3d prints some dope art was, uh we'll you, get josh. his handle later on but anyway Sick. um meeting went well um you got the job just for the sake of containing roleplay um and you guys walk out with um uh, uh a job to do um but uh the brass hand told you to wait a little bit because he it's he doesn't think two people can handle it so he needs to wait to see if he can hire on some other hands Ooh. and he'll bring it back up with you in a bit so you guys like yeah. go out and find a table i would have brought up just uh on the side i would have been like even with these guns and then mm -hmm. bullgrog would probably follow suit yes Okay. Um, it was a very tenuous meeting, okay. uh, but you made it up. <laughs> and as you guys go sit down in a chair, um, like Bulgrug just sits you guys down at a table where there's already someone else. And um, like as he approaches, it's this like really muscular looking halfling guy covered in blades. And as Bulgrug goes to pull out the chair, he goes, where do you think you're sitting? And then this six foot two huge wall of muscle bulldog with a mace at his side covered in bones and hide sits down and he goes, you're sitting there. And he goes back and looks at the table and Bulgurg goes, hello friend. And he just starts looking at the table and you guys are waiting. Bulgurg sees you guys and looks over and waves really happily. Goes back to looking at the wood. I, Craig's very serious. I gently just okay. like parade wave to okay. them. Like trying he looks to back be at you, proper. Craig, and he makes a serious face. <laughs> looks back at the wood. And then uh, uh, the tabaxi just stands to the side and closes the door back to, behind her. And Tello goes, the room may now be approached. Lead the way. All right. I, I follow closely oh, I just, behind Tello. I just have a question. Mm -hmm. And you may not be able to answer this, but like... Because Ro wouldn't know, but he said the room may now be approached. Does that mean like, like four people could stand up and like try to get to the room? If they were really dumb. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, the fun guys walk to the end of the room. And the shadows glower around you. You pass by Bulgurg and Eek. Bulgurg turns around and holds up one of little Monobo's arms and waves with it. And then goes back to staring at the table. And as you guys <laughs> and three people in the room kind of look weirdly at Bulgarg <laughs> in the back at the tables. Eek, do you do anything as they pass by? I think I'll just watch. I'm okay. looking around. Too busy. Okay. Lights. <laughs> yeah. Dancing. Yeah. And you guys walk toward this huge door and um, as you guys approach um, uh, the tabaxi woman just holds up a hand. It's broad and has those heavy pads of a cat on it. And there's these huge claws that curl out of the end of her finger and she says, um, Halt. State your business. We all look at Tello. Yeah, look at Tello. <laughs> okay, just completely passing it. Gotcha. And Tello goes, um, we are here to meet with the brass hand. I am Tello Indar. Um, these are my associates. The fun guys. And we are here to speak with Thinman about a possible bounty. And she sort of peers her eyes at you all. She turns around. The door sounds heavy, and as she just sort of slips into it and <coughs> closes it behind her, you can't see a whole lot in the room. You wait there for about 30 seconds. Tello sort of leans over and goes, Is, um, Would anyone else be speaking? Or? 
Yeah, I'm not that someone listens. They're, they're not uh, Once we get in front carefully. of them, I think we'll feel. Yeah, I I'll, I'll be. Good. I'll be okay. To just to speak carefully. Okay. Okay. I mean, not that it just has to be me. And then, like halfway <laughs> through this, the door <laughs> begins opening up, and he stands up straight. She walks back out, and she closes it behind her, and she says, "He will see you now." And she steps back, and she. <laughs> And as she opens the door up, you guys see into a very large, tall room. Uh, it's much taller than the other rooms. And you get the feeling that this is the only room which, which ceiling goes up to the full height of the building. And um, the room is a large square room. You understand now that the space the sliding door in the hallway leading into did not make up for on the other side of the building is the rest of this room. And um, there's this huge, heavy crimson rug in the middle of the room, two high-backed chairs in front of an intricate, wide mahogany desk with a high-backed crimson leather chair behind that. And um, at the side of the room is the only window, window on the building, perfectly clear, floor-to-ceiling glass that's only five feet wide, very, like, much taller than it is wide. It comes up to a full 14 feet tall, probably. And um, there's no one in the room except for um, this tabaxi woman who's standing on the side, and then another individual. At the back of the room is a door uh, on, the right, on the right side of the desk, left facing backward from the desk. And um, uh, this, this space has no other fixtures, and cold white daylight is bleeding in from the window on the side. And standing in front of the window is a tall man, maybe six foot four, very tall. He's thin with a lean build. He has on... Um, tightly fitting, slim, um, like very ornate but functional looking black leather armor covered in, in brass lacing and traps with bra brass studs all over it. It looks gorgeous, but it also looks like you get the job done. He has a short sword strapped down the side of one of his thighs, a couple daggers on the other, um, this like sort of half cape that goes down the edge of one shoulder and over the back, cutting in a pattern, and the edge of that is trimmed with brass that's been woven into it. And he is a drow man. Viscuit had squared, um, heavy features, made slightly more brutish than a common elf by his, like, partially human blood. But Thimnon stands before you, is painfully elfin. He has high, tall features, prominent cheekbones that still come to a narrow point on his face, a long, very strong uh, jaw that comes to a very sharp pointed chin, a long, strong nose that comes to a, a very sharp point. And he has thin silver brows and his eyes, you can see with the, with the, uh, the uh, morning sunlight filtering through the clouds are a deep, deep gray. He has perfectly straight silver hair that cascades down the end of his back and over his shoulders. As you all walk in, Looks over to you all, nods. He looks out at the window one more time and where his window faces from this side of the building, he can look down at the bottom of the aisle and out into the ocean. He turns, he walks to his desk, pulls the chair quietly out, sits down on it, crosses his arms forward on his desk. And um, the uh, tabaxi woman closes the door behind you, goes and stands at the side of the desk. And then um, he just gestures his hands forward toward the chairs. Are there enough chairs for all of us? There are two chairs. Okay. <laughs> I go to sit at a chair. Um, Boz, in your fine blue suit, you go and sit down in a chair. With my drink in hand? I'll go sit, okay. I'll go sit at a chair. Okay, Ro, you sit down in another. Um, <laughs> Tello walks up and puts his hand on the chair, the high back of the chair that Boz is on. What do the other two do? I'll do the same to Greta's chair. Okay, to Ro's chair. Greta, what are you doing? <laughs> Where are you gonna go, Greta? Um, Greta doesn't have a chair. Um, 
I'm gonna stand next to Ro. Okay. Kind of like in front of Ro. So Ro, your chair is flanked Wait. now by Craig and I was gonna say, is the chair yeah, big like enough how big to is... fit me and Greta? Definitely not. Oh, okay. They're, they're thin. They're like they're narrow. Like they're fine dining chairs almost. Wait, did I but say we're... that I was okay. standing behind Greta? Yes. Walks into the chair to take positions in the room for the desk. I got that. Um, <laughs> and as you stand there, there's kind of like a weirdly long and awkward silence. And the brass hand just sits there staring at each of you guys. He does these rapid scans where he makes eye contact with each of you, looks you up, looks you down, and then passes to the next person. Eye contact, looks down, looks up to the next. And he, you can see him, his eyes are tracing back and forth across you. He's like taking in little details of you. He's just like quietly drinking in all the details of you. And after a moment, he says, um, good morning. That's right, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What can I do for you all? We're here to talk um, about a bounty. Please. Someone speak. <laughs> we Wait, were told can, that... I Can I... Uh, I have a question real quick. Mm. Do we know, I can't remember, has Tello met this man? He mentioned that he's met him before. Okay. I just wanted to mm -hmm. know that. Boz, you were saying? Uh, we heard that um, you had what I would call an exotic bounty or an opportunity. That involved I one of the many fingers bounties. of cap. Need straight into it. I like it. Yes. I hold bounties out on two generals. For which of you all come? Dol the Walkers. Very well. Whom do I address here today? My name is We are the Greta. fun guys. Okay, so Greta says, my name is Greta. <laughs> and at the same time, Boz goes, we are the fun guys. <laughs> and Tello from next to Boz's uh, chair goes, <laughs> and uh, the tabaxi woman next to Thimnon goes, she like, sneers her mouth to the side and she reveals some of her sharp white fangs and just kind of makes a face. And Thimnon, <laughs> he's like cold demeanor for just a second breaks and he squints his eyes confused and he sort of recomposes himself. Can, can I do an insight check to see if it would be inappropriate or not to like reach out my hand and shake his hand? Yeah, insight check. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. Saloon. That's 22. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be saying. super weird. smirk you gave as you were turning with and, somebody. Uh, he goes, um, <laughs> the fun guys. All right. You said your name is Greta. Yes, sir. And you, dwarf. I'm Craig Dunley. Uh, Rowan a green bottle. I'm Boz. I'm Delander. And Simon Mons. Who are these interesting individuals that you have brought before me, Tello? And Tello says, <clears throat> Um... The Count contracted me to work with him. They are 
eccentric, but they are capable. <laughs> um, and we have, uh, and halfway through Tell speaking, uh, Thimnin just continues and he says, What brings you all to such an ambitious claim? Um, we were in Port Des... I can never say it right in Rose We're accent. in Port Des... We're in Port Des... We were there when, when Dorgoth arrived. Um, we ended up um, having a little bit of a run-in with him. And uh, we don't we don't feel like moving on until we're finished with that run-on with him. Ro, make Run a persuasion check. Can I guess guidance? Sure. To do so, her. you will need to place a hand on her, a hand on your symbol, and clearly cast magic as you do so. Do you have to... Well, actually, let me check that claim. Because I'm going to imagine I that think that spell it does. has components. It does have a... It does. I checked. It does have vocal and somatic components. So you can do so if you wish. I will not be casting guidance. Okay. Sorry, Ro. Oh, that's a 12. And I'm so scared. The cold gray eyes narrow at you and he says, You expect me to believe that you have fought the wandering death and survived. Support this claim. I want to say, if if you'd allow me to, I can provide something. Please. Is there a twenty foot cube, or a tw area of twenty feet inside the space? <laughs> you can make an image that would fit within, like maybe ten feet in the area. Ten feet. Yeah. Okay. Between the desk and the chairs. I've the chairs are not close to the desk. There is a like formidable different distance, maybe of like ten feet between the chairs and the desk. So how big is the room that we're in then? Twenty by twenty by fifteen by fourteen. Twenty by fifteen. Okay. Uh I'd like to make uh cast major image. Okay. Of uh, Dolgoth at Port Resplendisan, and we saw. You mean general image? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, that was almost inspiration. That was really good. Um, so Boz, you squeeze the staff, and it lights up. And as you as you go to cast magic, the um, the Tabaxi woman, her, her hand flashes to the top of her sword like lightning, and Dolgoth just sort of like he has his fingers crossed. All the characters. And Thimnon, from where he is, he, he has his fingers like sort of temple crossed in front of him, and all he does is lift a single finger in her direction, and she just lowers her hand back down. And the the uh, magic shines and coalesces into this detailed image of Dolgoth, and he's there in his. And it's kind of like a little traumatic to some of you guys as he just appears suddenly in front of you, like swinging his mace and his exact image, his horrible visage is suddenly rendered there in front of you, like surrounded in blood and Craig is there being struck by the mace and you got like a live action moment is suddenly there. Mm. And um, make a persuasion check, boss. At advantage with the use of that spell. Craig shudders. Yeah, Greta's like kind of shaking now. There's, she probably sees her like almost dead body. Ro puts it's her there. hand just on mm. Greta's hand for a split second. That'd be a 24. Oh, bless you. 
It's coming for that average, Abby. <laughs> um, okay. Dimna nods and says, An impressive feat. So, you all have survived the wandering death and wish to settle the favor. That's right. Do you do this in the name of anyone? We do this in the name of ourselves, our survival. In the name of those lost to that port, to that night. Are you contracted Mm -mm. by the countess who survived? No. We have a contract with the countess to deliver something. Wait. Wait. No, we don't. What contract is this? I don't think we... We have a contract with the Golden Anvil to deliver something, but not with the Countess. I misspoke. There's a lot of political systems at plays. I'm sorry. Timnan narrows his eyes and just stares straight at you from his high back chair. Greta, shadows dressing the edges of the room. And Tello just very calmly sort of puts a hand on one of your shoulders. Doesn't say anything, just puts a hand there. And Timnan says, Speak clearly with me. I apologize. I, I misspoke. My my friends are more knowledgeable on the on the political. It's all right. The political. I'm not side. easily offended. Just be clear. Uh, Thimnan says, um, "Are you all affiliated with the Countess?" And just keep staring at you, Greta. Uh, no, we are not. We are not currently under contract with the Countess. smiles softly, kind of like, almost kind of creepily. Technical language. I like it. I give a little smile. <laughs> a nice one. He looks now just kind of <laughs> suddenly to you, Craig. Stares at you. And why do you all think that you are equipped to handle a bounty for the wandering death? If you are killed... And this bounty is retrieved. It may be magically traced back to me. Every individual to whom I provide a bounty is a massive risk and gamble on my part. Tell me, dwarf, why should I employ you? We're a bunch of nobodies that no one would expect. We have no connections and people don't know us very well. His eyes turn to you, Boz. Can you provide a more convincing answer? <laughs> and he just stares at you coldly. Um, uh, we are a group capable of great strength, strange magics, and uh, cunning expertise when it comes to dealing with large obstacles. And I'm confident that given the right opportunity, we could work together and... Um, take down the walking death. These are words. What evidence do you have of these feats? And as I look, his eyes just sort of like pass over all of you. We escaped him before. You saw Mm. what Boz showed you. If we could escape him, then we could fight him again. We know how he works. His ire was spent on those he slayed within the palm of air. It is perchance that he was simply not interested in you. 
Have you any other merit? I have been within 50 feet of General Vashnazan without him even realizing that I was there. I, we have um, survived the onslaught of Port Resplendi San in the, the, the Sea of Storms. We have um, gone to great battles and are capable of great power. I, I, um, we as a... I firmly, go ahead. I firmly believe that we're strong enough to do this and I can we can show you magic we can show you feats of strength we have you have alerted Vashnazan yes convince me he stares at you boom. okay um I as he speaks to you all there's no presentation he doesn't seem like he's taking any active maneuvers to intimidate you all. He's just cold and unfeeling as he talks and stares at you. Um, I can show you with with my imaging again. I can describe how he looks. The, Display it. The, the orcs that I cast mirror image again and I show him me okay. as a, the the image shifts and molds instead into Vashna. Are are these charges coming from the staff? Or these spells? Uh, no, these are spells that I can okay. cast. Gotcha. Um, so the image shifts, and all of a sudden, it it like molds and shifts into Vashnazan at his horrible height. Also, this is the first time anyone else is seeing Vashnazan. <laughs> Nine feet tall, um, wall of muscle, and um, for the sake of it, Boz will say that because you can with with major image, you put in a number of his cronies next to him, and in great detail, and um, Dimnin's eyes scan over the image. Make a persuasion check, boss. Okay. It said, I don't think this would be another use of the spell. It says that I can alter the appearance of it as at will, and it lasts as concentration for 10 minutes. Oh, shoot. But I guess bad. I'll leave you to... No, 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 no. Yeah, that's definitely the same image. Death math, stinky. I apologize. <laughs> uh, am I rolling this at advantage or at regular? Regular. Okay. Then I'm going to burn an inspiration. Okay. Okay, persuasion. That is 22. Jeez. Boz is skating by. Dimnin's narrow eyes scan over and he says, Fun, guys. Mm -hmm. Impressive. By what feet have you grown so close and escaped? The earth render. I can uh, I can show you I just don't want to alarm you smile slightly try okay I said stand up from the real quick allow me a moment to research what I have options to that I can change okay. into as you do like you just stand up and um, the uh, uh, tabaxi woman's hand begins to lift again to her sword <laughs> just, it's, like a re, it's like a reaction in the movement and again Thimnon's finger lifts and he says Kyusuf come okay so I turn into I step back and I turn into a, a, a black bear okay <laughs> so boss stands back and <laughs> and as he like sits for in the room there's suddenly a black bear there and he just <laughs> and um um <laughs> the tabaxi woman like steps back a little bit um not necessarily like afraid but just sort of ready and tense feminine is 
unfazed, but he just sort of nods. A druid. Uncommon. You all show promise. Uh, do you turn back? Sorry, I didn't mean to say anything. Yeah, I turned back and I okay. turned spot. <laughs> nice guy in a blue suit. Boss <laughs> sits back down. Um, Tello just goes, <laughs> and Simnon says, um, all right, you all have my attention. He reaches his hand back and there's a from a drawer on the desk and he pulls out a beautiful brass tube. He lays it down and he closes it and he uncorks it and he pulls out this rolled up piece of parchment and as he unrolls it on the table slowly and delicately it's this long piece of parchment with this detailed image of Dolgoth and there's this complicated sigil at the bottom of it um, like a magical sigil drawn onto it and there's text at the bottom that says the imminent destruction of Dolgoth the wandering death to be awarded 35,000 gold and above, there's a detailed depiction of Dolgoth. And as you guys watch it for a moment, the image, like it's his face looking at you, but every once in a while, the face moves and the image breathes a little bit. Like in Harry Potter. And there is a drawing, an incredibly perfect drawing of Dolgoth that like moves slightly. And it's like it's looking around at you. And um, Thimnon says... This is a contract for the slaughter of Dolgoth. The sigil at the bottom has been drawn with some small fraction of his blood. Should you have the magical portents, you may use this to track him. I have gone at great lengths to produce this. To accept this contract is to make an agreement with me. To make an agreement that you will die trying to slaughter this thing. To make an agreement that should you die, this tube will never be found. If you fail, and any of this is traced back to me, I will find the ones you love, Craig Dudley. I will find the ones you care for, Greta. I will find what you care about, Boz, Tello, and Ro. I will bring upon those for whom you care what you bring upon me. Should you succeed in this task, I will reward you handsomely. But if you pick up this contract, you sign in his blood. He just stands there coldly staring at you. Yes, sir. He's, we sign in his blood? What does that mean? You get the feeling that he's speaking in metaphor. That he's mm. saying because his oh, okay. blood has mm. been magically infused into this contract that it, it's a threat. So, this contract comes with us, and we have to make sure that if we die, this dies too. This piece of paper. Yes. Understood. If you kill Dogoth, it will disintegrate. Bring me back the tube, and you shall be paid handsomely. 
And do you have anything else that belongs to him? I have brought you the blood of the wandering death. If these are not sufficient tools, do not take this contract. That's sufficient. What say you? When do you need this completed by? Timely manner. Okay. Should you you need a moment to discuss it? Yes. Kirsev, see them to the common corridor for a moment. The The tabaxi woman strides forward and sort of ushers you all toward the door. I assume the group arises and yeah. passes through. We scurry to the door. And um, she opens it, closes it. She walks out in the middle of the room and she snaps really loudly. And someone at the back of the room who's sitting down at a table stands up, picks up a violin, and starts going, just providing ambient music. And three people in the room who are in armor just immediately strike up conversation. And they provide enough noise that you all can whisper and not be heard. And then she looks at you all and she says, Be quick. She turns around and guards the door again. Guys, what do you think? Um, I think he's coming for us, regardless. So if we can get some coin from this, I think it'd be a win-win. I agree with Bulls. Mm-hmm. Craig's face is like flushed, and he's like sweating, and he's like, I'm like holding his tongue. He's like, because he what, what um he said about his family kind of hit. We, yeah, I, I'm 100% on board. We just need to make sure that we have some way to destroy that piece of paper it in case something happens. No, but he if dies. he doesn't die, if we die, like, we need to figure that out. But other than that, I'm on board. I'll eat it. I don't care. Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Craig eats paper. Yo, I will eat that contract. It's all a rat race, man. Yeah, like if we kill him, like it'll disintegrate anyways. Yeah. So if I know that we're in battle and I'm about to die, like <laughs> DM my final action. <laughs> <laughs> my character's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I use my motto to me? Can I use my saving throw to eat? Bonus action. <laughs> Bonus action. Eat Bonus the contract. Action, eat contract. <laughs> Constitution saving throw. <laughs> or oh I was just gonna say. I mean, if if he doesn't kill our family, Dogoth will. So fair enough. <laughs> uh, Tello wow. leans in and yeah, he says, "Just twist the knife." I appreciate how on target you all are, and we should stay that way. But I'm not even kidding. I'm so proud of you guys. You did so good in there, for real. You can it. You're doing great. It's not over yet. Let's go back in. No, I know. I just <laughs> yes. you guys are doing really well. We got this fun, guys. Or yes. Oh yeah. Okay, guys. I just want to say, eventually, they're not gonna laugh when they hear our name. Oh. Mm-mm. I mean, and I think they might giggle if it's it. their humor, but <laughs> probably not. They'll be laughing because they're like really nervous. They'll be laughing because other people are peeing their pants. Uh, <laughs> okay, we're losing the focus. I shouldn't say anything. Um, I didn't okay, do okay, that. Okay, okay, so okay, you guys, one, two, three, fun guys. Okay. Fun guys. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> How many people do it? Rob does not. I, I don't. Okay, I, so Craig, I say it to myself. Craig 
Okay, so Craig and Tello put their hands in, and then you say it, and no one else does anything, and you get, and you guys lift and tell them. Guys. Fun. Oh, all right. And you guys walk back toward the door, and the tabaxi, whose name is Kirsiv, nods, and she opens the door. You guys pass back in. You return to the chairs. There's more of that tense atmosphere. And um, uh, as the, the scroll has been rolled back up and put back in the tube, and um, there is now a large oak box, a, a, fa a fancy gilded chest next to the tube. And um, uh, Thimnon uh, sort of, he's like just waiting, watching you all. Your answer. We accept. Yes. Take the contract. No, Boz, do you take, or I'll, I mean, I'll reach out and grab What's it. What's anyone doing? I reach out. Yeah, I'll reach okay. out and grab it. So Greta and like Ro both kind of step forward. <laughs> Who keeps going? I keep going. Okay. Can Greta. we grab it together? Okay, both of you put your hands on it. Tears it immediately. And, <laughs> <laughs> they eat the con. <laughs> as you guys, as you guys both go and put your hands onto the tube. Tell, uh, in the first active motion you've seen him do the whole time, Thinman reaches his hand across the table and just puts like a couple fingers on yours and says, I am the brass hand. What I take with fell vengeance, I also award with great wealth. You have made a covenant with me. I treat my friends well. Reaches his hand back and he lets you pick it up. And as you pick it up, um, Kirsev walks up and just... Mm opens the chest next to her and there is the biggest pile of gold you have mm. ever seen in it and he says i will allow you to take a tenth of your payment now or you may request a favor of me which would you have do you have a quick question how much would be it what with a tenth of thirty thousand five hundred yeah okay i couldn't remember the if it was so it was thirty five thousand okay um what would you have of me? I, I would like uh, a favor. I think so too. Mm -hmm. What would you ask of the brass hand? Anything you can give us that would help us on this quest. <laughs> uh, for me personally. <laughs> this is your responsibility. Do you wish for communication? Do, do you, you wish have, for riches? Do you have information? Upon what? Well, I just asked for that. Uh, I can't really ask them without him knowing that I'm asking them. Um, yeah, just, I mean, you're sure he'll permit you a moment to discuss at the okay. back of the room. Um, I was going to say, what if we asked him who the other... I don't know if, if we know this. You guys can also have a moment as players. It's okay, fine. I was going to say, um, who, the, who the other general is that he had on the thing. I don't know if that's a favor. I mean, I know that's information, but... Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's worth wasting on. Okay. Yeah, 3,500. Um, um, what about... Well, we're uh, still going to get all of the gold, right? Yeah, so... Yeah, we'll so I now. think net, like, a favor is definitely a better option. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, favor. I mean, we could ask for a nicer vessel, safety, and like, uh, like, like access to brass, brass hand hideouts or like, uh, contacts. Yeah. Um, and our yeah. travels. I think that would be a good favor. That yeah. stuff that Greta yeah. found in the sewer. Like a symbol. Like a symbol. <laughs> Can we have a bottle of drugs? 
Yeah. Brett yeah. is like, hey, do you remember? I'm not- <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, okay. Wait, I have something. I, okay. What about like a symbol of friendship? Like something we can show to other brass. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. What I like, was yeah, yeah. Okay. Like to a show coin. that we're like good favor yeah. with the brass yeah. hand, no matter where we go. Yes, yeah. Like a symbol something that we can hide if from we're not the brass hand. hand a, area. Yeah, a subtle, a subtle, yeah. concealable a symbol of favor symbol of from friendship. the brass hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Symbol of that okay, can okay, get us okay. into places. Yeah, symbol okay. of, One, two, symbol three, of goodwill. Guys. Okay, One, two, three, fungus. Uh, I don't say that in character. That was yes, a player. Yes, I was a player. I was oh, oh, this time I, I say turn it. back no, around. Um, I don't mean to be the person that talks, guys, but if I can do it, if y'all want me to, I, I mean I'll do it. Uh, you guys notice the then. whole time Tello looks nervous. Greg is gonna say, "Do you have a small, concealable symbol of favor that other?" Members of your party will recognize. For my friends. Of course. His hand reaches to the right of this desk and there's a quick... Mm-hmm. Like a small lock mechanism being opened and then another... And he pulls out a small disc. Maybe four inches across. Your whole hand, Greta. Oh. He hands it to you and uh, it's a completely... <laughs> Brass. That was a sweaty hand. It's a completely brass hand. disc, and in it is a symbol of the brass hand. But the the whole brass carving has been traced in gold, mm. and within the hand are three cut marks that are also inlaid with gold. Not brass. No, the, the disc is made of brass. The carving is brass, but it's traced with gold. And there's three uh, cuts of of gold in the back. And when you turn it over on the back, there are um, uh, there are another three lines again cut in mm. and inlaid with gold. And he says, this is a symbol of my affiliation. It is extremely valuable. You shall find safe passage with all my allies with it. I'm going to nod and say I'm extremely honored. Do you all request any else, fun guys? Um, No. Good. Because I will not simply hand this contract out without first proving yourselves. Do a favor for me in kind, and I will provide you with the tools you request for your journey. He sits back and he says, um, well, and you guys get the feeling that you know how earlier you asked for like help, Boz? Mm-hmm. And he turned it down. So he's like alluding to that. And uh, he says, we help him. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, um, your contract has not been magically activated. Return to me with my task completed and I will enchant it. You all have proven your wit and your resolve to me. Now prove your formidability. There is a ship which has gone down in the recent storm. It carried valuable cargo for me. It sank not but a thousand yards from this island. Retrieve its treasure, and I will enchant your contract. Will we know what we're looking for? Yes. A metal chest at its center. If you are not capable of this, you will not survive the wandering death. And um, 
the tabaxi woman walks forward and pulls out her scimitar and um, she puts it across her hand and she cuts her hand open. She holds out a hand and she says, who will agree? Okay, Greta, yeah. just super fast. Cuts her hand open. She looks weirded out for a second. Blood, she reaches pack, her hand out blood, to yours. Pack, Greta, blood, you pack. reach over. You put your hand on hers. She squeezes your hand really hard. I it, squeeze back as hard as I can. It's, her strength scores much higher. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. And she looks you in the eyes and she says, no, not to fail. She cleans the sword up on her side, wipes the blood off, puts the sword back in her sheath, and Simnon says, It was to the southeast of the isle. You have 72 hours. And he gestures to the door. Kirsev walks up and <laughs> opens it. Our purpose <sighs> is always right. <laughs> <laughs> What do the thumb? What do the fun guys do? Tello looks flushed. <laughs> what do the fun guys do? I squeeze Tello's I, arm because I, I can tell, and I respectfully walk yeah, out. I'm gonna after politely nod and, what he and asked. follow Boss. Okay, the group kind of yeah. It's underwater, right? Mm-hmm. Craig can't breathe. He yeah, also can't and, swim. Yeah, and Rose so is just told by a. I can cast water breathing on all of us. So Rose so is just told walks, by a anyway, crazy yeah. guy that. She shouldn't go near water. The group walks out into the foyer <laughs> and the door and the door <laughs> closes behind you and Kirsev stands to the side. Another person walks up, approaches the door, it opens, they go in, she closes it, another audience begins. And uh Bulgarg turns around and goes and waves at you guys super happy and like waves you over. Just the group going Yeah, down. we walk over. I I nod gently, but a little shaken about the water. Okay, so the group goes and sits down at the table. And um Bulgarg looks up and goes. So how did it go? I think I'm pretty well. We're now treasure hunters. Yeah. So. Tello leans forward and goes, should we have this conversation outside? Probably. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you're yep. right. Oh, they're not playing violin anymore. Like they've The violin hard. has stopped <laughs> and Bulgarg's just smiling. Oh. Okay. Let's go talk about it in private. That's I love fun. not having anything new in my life. Weird statement. Boring. And Bulgarg gets up and <laughs> you guys walk out of the building. There's more mean mugging on your way out and you pass out the front. The day has brightened a little bit and you stand on the uh, rocky coast of Alaban with the ocean crashing next to you. You guys get like somewhere in between the brass chalice and the uh, uh, the busted tankard and Tello just doubles over with his hands on his knees and he goes, oh, okay, all right. I cast Bardic Inspiration on Tello. Yeah, you're dingling on the cords and he goes, good work, everyone. Wow, he really buried the lead on that, huh? I didn't think it was that difficult. Okay. <laughs> uh, what did you guys talk with him about, Eek? Um, to be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> it's okay, Eek. I do the remember. Okay, perfect. Uh, we asked for a job, and he said that we could go find something beneath the waves. <gasps> and uh, so That's we agreed right. to that. Yes. Oh, quite interesting. Oh my gosh. Um, we have the same we job. We have the same mission. We have the same we job. Wait, is it a boat? Yes. A chest? Southeast? How do we know that it's the same boat in chest? Uh, is it in the southeast? Yes. Did it crash in the wave last night? Yes. Oh, there's not that many waves. Same, I'm yeah. sure it's got to be the same one. I well, believe that. The ocean. Same one. There's a lot of waves over yeah, there. Yeah, but there's not that many, like, in the grand scheme, you know? The scheme is so <laughs> grand. I'm sure that you know. I mean, I bet there's, like, seven. Is, there's got to be at least seven. Sea. That's what yeah, she's saying. I, 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 would the, I thought it was called the sea, not scheme. What? Craig, what? I'm tired. You just left. Tellus is breathing heavily and he goes, Okay, so now we're going under the waves. 
Anyone know how to go under the waves? Bosters. <laughs> Greta casts a metagame and looks at Boz. I mean, I know that Boz does. He yeah, casts it on he me. Us. Oh, that's right. I say that out loud. Right. I, I say that out loud. I say Boz does. does. I can also. That wouldn't be helpful. Uh, Never mind, guys. looks quite nervous, but just as a side note, it has really nothing to do with Thin Man. It has all to do with the water that's yeah. coming up. Spooky. And, I'm uh, so stinking. Bulgrog like, sort of stands up proudly and looks out at the waves and goes, Well, <laughs> if I know anything, it's that water is very safe. I drank it once. You drank it once? <laughs> and on that note, we will end <laughs> the brass chalice. The brass chalice. Dude, that chalice yeah, was pretty darn brass. Oh pretty brass. Good work, everyone. Kind of sad I didn't get to use this more, but we'll use it more going forward. That is awesome. Oh, one thing I wanted to say. Uh, uh, we wanted to say a quick thank you to the uh, podcast movement. Um, uh, I, I ha We haven't mentioned it during the main bodies of the adventures yet. But they actually awarded us a scholarship yeah. for one of us for one of us to go out to their yes. uh, local convention in Dallas. Which by the time this episode comes out, it's it's already happened. But uh, we just wanted to shout them out and say thank you so much. Yeah. And if you're a podcaster yeah. or interested in podcasting, go look them up. Um, they, from what I can tell, are, are amazing and and really welcoming of development of people trying to get into this kind of sphere of things. So thank you so much for the podcast movement. Also, Woo. Zachary, do you want to shout out the guy who? Uh, uh, Really printed that amazing dice tower. Yeah, skull. one more time to Josh Martinez. Uh, I'm gonna pick up his info so that you guys can go look at his artwork or receive requests yeah, from yeah. him. This guy 3D prints stuff, and maybe we can even put a picture of this up on our like Instagram yeah. or something. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'll put a link in the bio of the episode. Too. He made yeah. this incredible skull, so cool. and it's a it's, it's a really dice cool. roller. It's a dice oh. tower. You roll the dice in the back of the head, and they come out, and they they wherever they roll, they end up in the open jaws oh, of the skull. Oh my gosh, it's wild. Um, he also so, made. Um, I now have, as you guys know, Ro had a symbol of the Maker that was given to the party, and Ro carries it. And I now have a a real life one. So Aww. Josh Martinez is out here doing yeah. work. Um, so thank you, my man. And uh, we'll we'll plug his info. Um, if you like this podcast and you would like to help contribute to it, um, the best way that you can do that is by telling somebody that you care about that you think mm -hmm. would be interested in this podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, not Facebook. MySpace. We're on Facebook, but we're not on Facebook. <laughs> Wikipedia. I did make LinkedIn, a MySpace. No, be I'm real. I would love be for there to be a Wikipedia page. <laughs> you want to make us a Wikipedia page? Gosh darn it. Somebody make us a Wikipedia page and please make everything inaccurate. Yes, so false. Yes, make up your own facts. The better, the more creative, the better. Um, if you have spare money to spend and you'd like to contribute financially, the best way to help us create more of this stuff, and we would love to create more of this stuff, is to look us up on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, I, and uh, just honestly, just for listening, thank you so yes, much. Yes, thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to say hi to woo. Justin at my work. He's in. He's in listening in May right now. So he's kind of far back, but hopefully he gets there eventually. Here, eventually. Thank you, Justin. Kara. And also, Kara. Oh, thank you, Thank you for guesting with us. Thank you, Kara. And special guest. I guess we just have to have more Bulgrog and Eek now. Yeah, thank you yes. so much. Yes, I love that idea. I'm oh. so happy. First of all, thanks for having me. Second of all, so sorry I'm so chaotic. No, it's just I love so it. good. It's, it's funny, a nice good. campaign. She plays nothing, but the, like the ball is on like another level. She's Steroids. always like, guys, this isn't the right choice. Yeah, so this feels very weird. <laughs> I love, I love it. Eek. It's my favorite. Straight up, I think, is my favorite character. Yes. Oh. 
<laughs> What's funny is like, I'm also, go ahead, I'm also surprised how much money you're able to get off a drunk guy on the street. I kind of thought go. when I said D100 at a disadvantage, you weren't going to get 79 silver, but you know, here we are. Yo, <laughs> Eek has 622 gold. Dang, Eek. <laughs> Eek is out here what? rolling. Eek. Yeah. So let's go. Boulder yeah. is 89 gold. Yeah. <laughs> and so friends loaded. And I have 70 bloody bird feathers. So that's really <laughs> makes a greater treasure. Those it's are at least four to five gold each. Easy. Uh guys, you gain 0.05 levels for the completion of the adventure, as well as 0.01 levels for successfully bartering the contract. Nice. So nice. another 0.06 levels for everyone. I think that puts everyone at 6.32, right? Six point three two. So you guys are on your way to level seven. We're getting there on the journey. Also, shout out to one of our patrons and my mom (gasps) for driving. Yes, to bring us some. Yes, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Mrs. Butler. (laughs) Thank you, Mrs. Shout out to Joe Lynn. Y'all, it's the Sword of Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Life is an incredible story. You're an important part of it, listener. We really want to have you guys here next time. And everybody say it with me. Skippy Wap Dada! Skippy Wap Dada, I'm on a delay. Have a good evening. <laughs> <laughs>